0: On today's episode of 90s films that my wife has never seen, and I make her watch them, we are going to talk about the Boris and Natasha film from 1992. So why am I talking about this? Because it popped up on our list. We were sitting down, trying to find a movie to watch, uh, and just going through titles like we do, And every now and then I'll pop out with a name. And she says, yes, I've seen it. Okay, good, we'll find the next one. This film came up. I asked her. She's like, what the fuck is that? And I said, we're going to stop everything right now. And you are going to watch this film. So for those who have not been exposed to this, it is loosely based on the uh, characters from the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon from like the late 50s. Now, granted, there's never been like a Rocky and Bullwinkle film as far as I know, and this is a live-action film that's an adaptation of two of the spies, quote-unquote, from that show that came out in 92, so literally 30 years after the show aired. The show was only on air, like, four seasons, maybe, for about five years, and it literally stopped in um, the mid-60s. And after this film, in 1992, they came out with a film in 2000, I believe, uh, that isn't necessarily a live-action adaptation, so this is still kind of the only live-action adaptation I am aware of, and it's not even a live-action adaptation of, you know, the characters of Rocky and Bullwinkle, who, uh, the Rocky is um, a moose, and Bullwinkle is a squirrel... And then you have these human characters, Boris and Natasha. So they made a live-action film that's the story of Boris and Natasha and them kind of escaping being spies. But again, they're also, like, dumb. And this is I think this is, like, a made-for-TV film. It's not the best film in the world. It's got notable people in it. You know, Dave Thomas plays one of the assassins. Uh, it's also got cameos by Andrea Martin, John Travolta is in it for, like, five seconds. It's got John Candy in it for a little while. It's got... Who else is in it? Sid Hagg. There's a funny... A fucking amazing one that I just realized watching it now for the first time. Sid Hagg who most know from um, his role in uh, a lot of Rob Zombie films in the last decade. Uh, with films like... Um, Three from Hell and the uh the film before that the devil's rejects he's also been in you know i think he was in a hatchet film at one point he's been in a lot he's been in almost every uh rob zombie film in some way shape or form whether he's a main character or um just a cameo role in some way shape or form he's in this film (laughs) and it's not a big role but I saw that, and I was like, holy shit, that's Siddhaag. And we're talking about a film from 30 years ago, and it's not a great film. It's not a film most people are aware of. I'm only aware of it because it was exposed to me when I was younger because my father loved it, and my father you know, grew up in the 50s, and he loved Rocky and Bullwinkle, and he thought this film was great for its time. It doesn't live up to today's standards, but it is funny to watch when you're thinking about 90s comedies that are based on some sort of cartoon or thing from even later years it's it's just it, it's bad but it's funny bad it's it follows boris and natasha their their main goal is to go from i think it's like 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 transylvania or something potsylvania that's what it's potsylvania and they're meant to go from Potsylvania to America to infiltrate this, the, the American government and find this professor who's made a chip that's able to reverse time. And the concept is that this this, this chip can kind of like reverse death. And sort of destruction, so like if you installed the chip in an airplane, and that airplane blew up, that high impact forces the chip to kind of reverse time, so it reverses the molecular body of the ship to go back to being like five seconds before it blown up, and then it doesn't blow up. So, it's got... Huge military applications, so they send these dumb assass they they send these dumb spies to go over there and find it and find the professor and bring them to their boss who they call Fearless Leader. So when they go to America, they get involved in so many random things, you know, dudes are blowing up with potatoes. Natasha becomes a magazine model in, like, a week. It's just... There are just some very ridiculous story storyline elements in the film. It's so... So bad. But it's so good... And I have I have a love for this film because it is a film from my childhood, and it's a film that I was so happy to remember that I had. I thought I didn't, I couldn't find this film for a very long time, and I'm so happy I was able to find it in my collection very, very randomly because I haven't thought about this film in twenty years. You know, it's a tw- it's it's a film from the '90s that's just so obscure, and it would have very, very minimal amounts of people who praise it in any way, shape, or form, let alone even fucking know about it. But I know about it, and again, when it comes to films that I expose my wife to, sometimes she hates it, and sometimes she's okay with it. And she was okay with this, because it's not a film that's meant to be taken seriously, you know? I think I I looked it up, and I think the film cost like a million dollars to make, which is shocking for the quality of the film that it is. And I think it only like ranked in... In like viewership or like sales and whatnot like something like 300 000. so it is definitely not a successful film in any way shape or form if you look up like its ratings like imdb has it at like under under five percent like uh at like four point something out of like 10 and that's only out of like 800 votes and i'm one person who has seen it so that's just 800 more that have seen it and it's 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 so old and it's so obscure i don't even think there's a an official rotten tomatoes like review of it you know what i'm saying like if you go to rotten tomatoes i think it only has like an audience score and i think the audience score is like 20% or something but there's no official rotten tomato score that's how obscure That's how that's how random this film is. That it's just one of these films that you have to either know exists or know somebody who that knows it exists that exposes you to it, and that's the only way you're really gonna see this film or understand this film at all. I say watch it to get some 90s glory, but I would never put anybody through that who listens to the channel. But if you have seen it and you know what I'm talking about, you know, just share it with your friends, expose them to it, let them know, like, hey, I just listened to, you know, the Diary of a Cinephile podcast and he brought up a movie that I haven't thought about in like 40 years. Do you, have you ever seen this? And if they say no, sit them down and make them watch this film (laughs) to my fellow appreciators of this film. Thank you, and please expose more people to it. Let's have it randomly resurface in some way. (laughs) Jesus.